The Motivational Moments podcast is made possible by the generous sponsorship of Prime Information Security, online at www.primeinfosec.com, and with the support of our many subscribers. Thank you. Hello everyone, here I am again, Linda Ockwell-Jenner, with another Motivational Moments podcast. It seems like an age since my last podcast, not counting the most recent ones where I interviewed guests. I hope you're enjoying my guest interviews and we plan on having more over the next few months. It's actually our anniversary. We are now three years old. When I decided to offer a podcast all those years ago, little did I know how successful it would be and how many subscribers I would have. Thank you, everyone, for listening to Motivational Moments, and I hope you continue to enjoy it. The past couple of weeks have been a very trying time. I am used to having health issues myself, but when it comes to other people, or my cats, I react in a totally different way. I'm waiting to hear how a friend in the UK is recovering from an operation for cancer, and my other friend here in Canada is waiting for results to see if her cancer has returned. I am there for both of my friends, but in particular the friend who lives in Canada, because she wants to talk about her fears and her hopes, and I can really relate to what she's going through. She kept me strong last year when I was waiting to see if I had bone cancer. And this year, although it's unfortunate circumstances, I am the strong one. But deep inside I do worry and I stress about my friends. And I keep hoping that the results will come back to say both my friends are going to be well and free from cancer. The other big worry for me recently has been my cat, Amber, who is nine years old. We have five indoor cats in total, and the reason for that is when all four children were still living at home, each one had their own cat. We have the three boys, who are the grand old age of 15, and they have been neutered. Then we have Amber, my baby, and her sister, who is a year younger. We never took the step to have the girls spayed, as we knew they could not get pregnant from the boys, and none of our cats go outside unless we have them on a leash in our back garden. When I first found out there was a bylaw 15 years ago, and that cats could not roam around freely, I thought it was odd. When I lived in the UK, our cats would go out, they were all spayed and neutered, and we never thought anything of it. Looking at why the bylaw is in force, though, I do agree with it now. The cats have less chance of being run over, and they can stay disease-free. My daughter first noticed something not quite right with Amber, and we monitored her for a few days. She's in okay, very on the quiet side, not much of an appetite, and she didn't seem to want to go to the toilet. We decided to take her to the vet just to be on the safe side. He admitted that she did have a problem, but at that point he thought it might be an infection. So he suggested that we have some blood work done and give her some antibiotic tablets. 
He was very interested in the fact that she'd not been spayed and said generally they only see spayed cats at the surgery and it was unusual to see a female cat intact, especially the age of Amber. He did indicate that she may have a problem, somewhat like a woman might have, if she had her uterus and ovaries intact, and that this could have been avoided had Amber been spayed. I was shocked and I felt very guilty. I had no idea that spaying could reduce the risk to cats, like having an hysterectomy could reduce my risk, which is why I had one four years ago. The vet said to keep an eye on her and bring her back if I was worried and more tests could be done. I was back the next day and we were still waiting for the blood and urine tests. Amber was, by now, even quieter than before, not eating or going to the toilet. The vet we saw that day was a lady and she said she would let me have the results as soon as possible and she was true to her word, even though she phoned me from her own on a day off, which I appreciated. They had ruled out feline flu, but it could be some kind of cancer or serious infection. We had little choice but to wait for the results. As most of you know who listen to my podcast regularly, I am very proactive about awareness, prevention and early detection and leading a healthy lifestyle. I believe all these things helped me survive breast cancer twice. How could I have let my cat down and maybe her sister by not being aware? How could I bear the thought of my cat dying from something that could have been prevented? I was not coping well. And on top of worrying about my friends and my cat, my eldest son was having his wisdom teeth out. Obviously, every surgery has its risks, and I had offered to have his two male cats at our home to save him from having to look after them for a few days. So I had seven cats in total, one very sick cat, and I think I lost the plot for a while. I was to drive my son to the surgery to have his wisdom teeth removed early on Thursday morning and that's when we realised that Amber needed to go back to the vets for exploratory surgery and at the same time have her ovaries neutrous removed, in essence to be spayed at the age of nine. There were risks involved in this because the older the cat gets and also because Amber was already in a weakened state. It broke my heart not to be able to be there with her when my husband and daughter took her to the vet, but my priority at that time was my son. His operation went well, I drove him home and then I waited for my husband to pick me up and we visited Amber as her operation was early next morning. She was in a cage with an intravenous drip and a protective collar to stop her pulling the drip out. And when the vet opened her cage so we could say hello, Amber came towards us looking very sad and frail and thought we were taking her home. Once again my heart broke into a thousand little pieces and I said I was sorry and I loved her very much and we'd be back the next day to see her. After we left the vet said Amber sat looking at the cage door all night waiting for us to come back. The next morning I phoned the vet to see how the operation went and he said it was successful but that her uterus was very enlarged and he'd sent it for a biopsy. It was 50-50 that it may be cancer. We visited Amber later that day and she was really out of it due to the anaesthetic and once again I asked myself how could I not know that spaying female cats could help reduce many things including cancer? 
Early next morning we went back to the vet to collect Amber and bring her home. She was very quiet and we had instructions how to look after her, feed her by hand. It was very hard to see the naughty little cat that normally was my cat Amber. Just over a week later the good news is that Amber did not have cancer. She had a very serious disease that normally dogs get. And her operation was a complete success and she's now beginning to eat properly and act more like the amber we know and love. The other cats have been very understanding around her and I feel like a weight has been lifted from my shoulders. Yes, it has cost us a lot of money to make sure amber is okay, but it is all worthwhile as she's part of our family. We are waiting a few more weeks until Amber is completely healed and then we are taking Cleo, her sister who is eight, to the vet to be spayed. In this case, we can practice prevention, even though it is rather late, better late than never. I have now decided to create awareness about this subject as I create awareness about anything I feel people need to know and I'm hoping by doing my bit I may help other pet owners and they will not have to feel the guilt I felt. Life is about living and in order to live our lives whether we are people or animals we have to lead a healthy lifestyle and practice prevention and early detection and make sensible choices. When I offer my keynotes on subjects such as health and wellness and making changes in our lives, people are amazed when they work out in order to make changes, you have to start from the beginning and look at your choices and make some changes. Where we are the caregiver for cats, dogs or even people, we sometimes have to make choices for them. Here is an example of how awareness can benefit you in many areas of your life. I chose communication. Communication at work may be lacking. Have you noticed this? And if so, what can you do about it? How does it affect you? Do you network with your colleagues? Are you aware of any new products, services or media news that may help your job or others within the company? I used an example of communication in the workplace and how awareness can benefit everyone. If you think about this for a minute, it might be a good idea to write down some thoughts on how communication may not be at its best at work and some examples you might have noticed. Alternatively, if you think communication is working well, write down some thoughts on what works and you never know, you may be in a position in the future where your advice is asked on this very subject. Networking with people you work with, maybe that's a common thing everyone does. Or, do you notice those who prefer to keep themselves to themselves? How can this be a communication challenge? A couple of thoughts bring to my mind about this one. At some point in time, teams meet to discuss future plans or problems they are experiencing. If someone has difficulty communicating, how would you know if you'd not taken the time to get to know the person via networking and building a relationship? Sometimes this is the things we do not say that create the most problems, not the things we do say. Awareness is essential in every area of our lives. 
being on top of what is going on in the business world, the media, our family, our friends and our health can only help us long term. Moving to another subject, as I tend to do, and probably this models you up, but if you're still subscribing to my Motivational Moments podcast, then I'm guessing you put up with this. I think I told you in my last podcast that my newsletter, Stepping Stone, will be celebrating its five-year anniversary this August. This is exciting for Motivational Steps because it's an indication that my business has grown, prospered and that we're offering a newsletter I'm not only helping others, I'm promoting who I am and what I do. I remember consciously thinking seriously about whether or not I would be able to commit to a once monthly newsletter and I realised consistency was very important. If you start something you finish it and being consistent means my subscribers know they can enjoy stepping stone month after month and gain some wonderful motivational thoughts, excellent articles and gain information about my products and services. If, for instance, I had offered a newsletter for, say, just under a year, but then found I did not have the time to carry on with it, the subscribers who were enjoying the newsletter would have wondered why I was not offering it anymore. Obviously, I could say that I was too busy with new clients and other work obligations. But on the other hand, I feel that if we can only offer something when we are at our slow times, how are we able to manage when we get really busy? I often enter a store or a coffee shop and find that it is at the quietest times that the customer service is a letdown. Staff are not so eager to serve the customers and tend to chat behind the counter, whereas in the busy times they have no choice. Think about that one. I am passionate about anything I do, and I love to write my Stepping Stone newsletter each month and invite subscribers to submit articles of their choice. I carry on offering my newsletter because I know it has value, and that many people email me to say how it has helped them, and how much they enjoy reading it. For those of you out there who are not subscribed, I am offering a prize draw for the month of August in the form of a copy of my book, A Life Like Mine Second Edition, and I will sign it personally. So if you subscribe to Stepping Stone for the month of August, you could be the lucky winner. Once you've signed up, you will see the tremendous value Stepping Stone offers. If you want to write articles, not only do they help others, but they offer you more exposure. We also offer advertising opportunities, and we're always looking for new ideas to add to Stepping Stone newsletter. At this point, we are also looking for sponsors. Sponsorship not only helps me and my organization, it helps the sponsors. So please sign up for Stepping Stone and at the end of August I will announce the winner and invite them to tell us all a little bit about themselves if they so wish. And if they want to write an article for our readers, that's even more exciting. Please take a look at my website www.motivationalstep.com to see how you can subscribe to Stepping Stone monthly newsletter. Well, I think that's all for now, but I will be back again next month. Bye for now. See you all soon.